Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. That's some good stuff. Yes. Um, remember on the onset of this teaching, I shared with you... Uh, being transparent that all the years that I was in ministry, I always had a hunger and a love for the word. I didn't have any problems when it came to reading the word, studying the word. But I had a difficulty in developing a prayer life. And, uh, and I, I was passing the church. Can you believe that? I had a difficulty in praying, you know? Because, you know, I never heard a good teaching on prayer. Or I never witnessed Believers really get enthusiastic about prayer. Prayer time is the time that people of the church don't even come. So I kept seeking God about what's what's up with this prayer, you know? What 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 is the significance behind prayer? And that's when the Lord started teaching me about prayer. And I found out in this teaching that prayer is communing with God, is having a fellowship with God, is spending time with God. And it also gives God an access to come into our lives and to take care of circumstances and situations in the earth realm. It's giving him an access. access. And it's more than just giving him a big laundry list of all the stuff I need for him to take care of. But it's, it, it, it means to commune with God. All right. And then when I got filled with the spirit of God, that just really enlightened my eyes of understanding when it came to prayer. So learning how to pray. And then I learned about fasting with prayer. All right. The powerful uh, relationship that you can have with God in prayer and fasting and the significance of fasting. So that's what we want to talk about tonight is fasting. My wife could probably tell you some stories when I first started learning about fasting. Woo, man, I tell you, you know, there's different types of fasts. Our church is on the 21-day Daniel fast. This is our last week. Hey, Saturday is our last day for our fast. This is a time of deliverance fast. But I remember when I started learning about fasting, whoo, man, abstaining from food. My Lord. It was struggling. My wife, I tell you, she, God bless her, she watched me as I walked through this thing about fasting. And I told her, I said, yes, I'm going to fast. I'm going to abstain from food and I'm going to seek God. And then, you know, I started, you know, my fast. And then she was in the kitchen cooking some spaghetti and meatballs. And I fell off the wagon. And it was about, I started, it took about three minutes. (laughs) Amen. You know, so as time went on, as I kept studying the word, being around men of God who, who fast and learn from them and read books on it. Then I started uh, learning about fasting and found out the power, the significance about fasting. Well, I got up to the point that I was fasting 30 days at one time. Amen. And it was a slow man. My wife could witness it. It was a slow progression I went through. You know, I would do one day, oh, then two days and two through the grace of God, I got to the point of 30 days without food, you know, just liquids and seeking God and, and the power that behind fasting. So 
There is a connection when it comes to prayer and fasting. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, about prayer and fasting. So go to Isaiah chapter 58, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is considered to be one of the major prophets. You have the major prophets and the minor prophets. Somebody say, what's the difference, Pastor? Well, Isaiah is a major prophet because it's a big book. And then you got a, another one like Amos, which is a minor prophet. It's just a little book. That's all it is. It's just the quality of the book. So. But Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, it says, Crowd loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They answer me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, you'll find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife. Underline that. We fast for strife and debate. Underline that. And to smite with the fist of wickedness. Underline that. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. So we don't fast for God to hear us. Or for, to move God. But we fast. One of the reasons why we fast is to afflict our soul. Our soulish realm. You know, we are made up of a spirit. We have a soulish realm and a physical body. The spirit man is the real you that came from God. Then the soulish realm consists of mind, will, emotion, and the intellect. And, and then we have the physical body. So out of our threefold nature, the only part that is born again or that knows God is your spirit man. Your soulish realm and your flesh doesn't know God. They are not saved. Your soulish realm is not saved. That's why Apostle Paul tells in Romans chapter 12 that we have to be, be not conformed to this world, but by the renewing of the mind. And then uh, in Romans 8, he talks about mortifying the flesh. So your soulish realm and your physical body are not saved. They don't know God. They don't want to know God. And you can tell when your body doesn't want to know God when you have declared a fast. Because your body will fight you all the way. Your body will tell you things. Like I said, there's different types of fast. There's juice fast, abstain from food, uh, Daniel fast, uh, fast from television, or anything that made distract you from spending time with God. But I mainly want to talk about abstaining from food because uh, medically and scientifically that the body can go without food up to about 40 days without any damage. After the 40th day, then the organs will start shutting down or the body start eating on itself. But you cannot go without water for three days. So you don't want to really seek 
a long fast without water is actually you, you really got to be in the presence of God. I mean, you got you got to be like Moses, you know, go up on the mountain, sign it, you know. But we can we can abstain from food for uh, 10 days, 21 days, 30 days, up to 40 days. All right. And when you first start fasting, abstaining from food, juice fast. All right. Or water fast. Um, the first three days is the roughest time. Because that's when toxins are being released out of your body and your body is screaming out to you. Feed me. If you don't feed us, we're going to die. Well, you're not going to die. All right. Your body's trying to tell you that. And why is that? Because your body is not safe. Your body's not born again. All right. Your soulish realm is not born again. Your mind, will, emotion, and intellect. Paul says in Romans 8 that a carnal mind is the enemy to God. So our, our mind is carnal. It's the enemy. It doesn't want God. So that's why we have to renew this mind with and by the word of God. And we have to mortify or we have to kill the flesh to get it lined up to our spirit and seeking God. So fasting is, a, is an area where we can. Uh, afflict the soulless realm and mortify the body. Amen? And your body will scream out to you. It will tell you, we better eat. Alright? If you don't eat, you're going to die. And all those, all those pains and stuff that you're going through, like I said, it's toxins that are being released. And once you get past the third or fourth day after that, and if you're on a long fast, say you're doing 21 day fast, then you have to you have to re-educate your body again how to eat because you get to a point, say like after seven days, ten days, the body is not even interested in eating. You have now you have now gotten your body under control. And during fasting time, okay, you you don't fast to lose weight and none because that's not going to work. As soon as you come all the fat, all that weight you did lose is going to come right on back. All right, but the purpose of fasting is to get your body and your soulish realm to line up with your spirit to minister and to hear God or to, to really hear God. You can, on a fast and prayer fast, you can really hear God so clearly. His voice will be so crystal clear on a fast because you have shut out everything. You know, you have put your flesh under control you have afflicted your soulish realm, and so now you focus. So, I, so during your fasting time, you should always be in praise and worship, all right, and definitely in the Word and in prayer. You, uh, we have to be concerned when it comes to fasting because fasting opens you up into the realm of the Spirit. It can open you up into the realm of the Spirit where you hear God, you'll hear the Holy Spirit, talking to you, ministering to you. And then you also can experience some type of demonic activity. All right? So that's why in, in, uh, in our deliverance teaching, we learn that we have the authority and the power that any time the enemy comes our way, we can rebuke it and we can bind it in the name of Jesus. So fasting can open you up into the realm of the spirit, into the realm of the spirit of the presence of God and also in the presence of darkness. That's why you have to stay in praise and worship on a long fast like that. And you have to stay in the word. 
Yeah. Amen? Amen. Now, let me continue here. Uh, let's see, where did I leave off? Verse 4? Yeah. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You should not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, to spread sackcloth and ashes under him, without call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness? Okay, that's dealing with demonic activity. Fasting can loose the bands of wickedness. Anytime you... Uh, you feel any type of demonic or satanic oppression. A lot of times when I have experienced that in my walk with God, you can feel it like, like in the back of your neck and in your head area. That's, that's the enemy's trying to oppress you with some type of demonic oppression. Fasting will loose all that. It will set you free from all that because you have made a decision a quality decision that you're focusing and you're centering on God. Then he says here, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that we break every yoke. Is it not to deal with thy bread to the hunger, hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to the house? When thou seest the naked, thou cover him, that thou hide him not thyself from thy own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth. Now, this is what this is a benefit that's going to happen after fasting. It says, look at this. Then shall thy light break, break forth as the morning. Thy health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re reward. Then thou shall call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shall call and he shall say, here am I. If thou take away from the midst of thee, the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and spreading vanity. Verse 10, if that, and, if, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a water garden, like a spring of water, whose water fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach, the restore of path to dwell in. So there are a lot of benefits when it comes to fasting, prayer and fasting. You remember the account when uh, these people, uh, their son was uh, had some type of demon possession, and they came to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, your disciples weren't able to cast them out. What, what's up with that? What happened? And Jesus said, this requires prayer and fasting. OK, sometimes when we're dealing with demonic activity. It requires prayer and fasting. Now, what's so interesting about our country and our culture here in 2020? Uh, we have as a society have educated or came up ways to not deal with demonic activities, but we have learned how to manage demonic activities. We have used the, the psychology world, has came up with ways to manage demon activity. Instead of doing what the word of God says to cast it out, 
and to rebuke it and take authority over it through prayer and fasting. Through our society of today, we now, we don't cast demons out. We just manage demons. All right? And we come up with cute little interesting names for these little demons. You know, like schizophrenia, bipolar. All right? We don't take authority over it and cast it like Jesus has instructed us to do. But now, through our educational way of dealing with things, now we just manage demons. But we, God has given us the power to cast out those spirits. And a lot of the way, and one way we cast out is through prayer and fasting to cast out those demons. We don't manage demons. We cast them out in the name of Jesus. And I can tell that went over real well. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. All right. <laughs> so understanding prayer and fasting. Fasting is a conscious, intentional decision to abstain for a time from the desires of eating in order to gain spiritual benefits. I'll say it again. Fasting is a conscious, intentional decision. And God will give you the grace to fast. Okay? He will give you that grace to fast. Now, when you, want to, when you start fasting, seeking God, this is a conscious, uh, conscious, intentional decision. There may be times where the Spirit of God will lay on your heart to go on a fast. There's a time when the Lord may lay on my heart for the church that we have a church fast. <coughs> but a lot of times we don't remember fasting is not is not designed to move God. Fasting is designed to afflict our soulish realm and to have our bodies line up to the spirit of God. So you can consciously decide intentionally to declare fast anytime you feel led to. All right. If you can, you because know, remember fasting, prayer, fasting is heart desire. I want to be closer to God. I want to shut everything out. All right. I want to stop because we, be, we, we, we will be surprised how much our society focus everything on food. All right. We're so focused on food. All right. But if we make a decision, OK, I'm going to abstain for food. Like Job said, I that I abstain for food to seek the presence of God. All right? So you can consciously make an intentional decision. Okay, I want to fast. All right? And God will give you the grace to fast. So when you start, so when you start off, don't don't have the don't have the expectation that you're gonna, oh, I'm gonna do 40 days. Oh no, no. I'm telling you, telling you from experience. Not 40 days, you're not going to do right off the You're going to have to gradually work up to that. And it could take It took me years to work up to that point. But if you just make a decision, Lord, I want to fast one meal a day. And, and remember, in our prayer and fasting time, you are consciously, intentionally to make a decision to focus on God. All right. Don't let that pass by you. When you're fasting, uh, I want to focus on God. 
my prayer time, my praise and worship time, and my word time. I want to set this time. I want to center in on God. All right? So fasting is a conscious, intentional decision to abstain for a time uh, from the pleasure of eating in order to gain spiritual benefits. Now, there are some characteristics of fasting. There are different types of fasts. Daniel fast. Daniel fast consists of uh, uh, fruits, vegetables, lentils. According to the book of Daniel, uh, the word lentils is beans, fruits, vegetables, lentils, and water. Okay? Then you have you have a, a three-day complete fast. That means three days, no food, no water, no nothing. But if you want to go longer than three days, excuse me, in a long fast, you should have sometimes either have a, a water fast, okay, or a, fruit, a juice fast, and you're just abstaining from food, okay? And so even if you make that type of decision that I want to do that type of fast, God will give you the grace to do that fast. And I'm telling you, when you first start off, you're not gonna, you're not just gonna jump right in there and just knock out 20 days. No, uh-uh. you like I said, the first time I started, I didn't get past three minutes. All right, it's kind of like you know when you wanna when you wanna pray for a long period of time. You know, you get in your prayer time and you start praying. You pray for everybody, your church, your family members, your loved ones, your relatives, your your enemies. And the in-laws and all that, you pray for everybody. You just pray. And then you look at the class and say, okay, how long did I pray? And only with five minutes. I'm like, what? You know? So if God will give you the grace, it will, you will learn how to pray longer. Okay? But that should not be your, your objective that how long I pray or how long I fast. The objective should be I want to consecrate myself unto God. I want to seek him. I want to hear from him. I want to be in his presence. So there's some characteristics of fasting. Um, Fasting is a time to set apart to seek the face of God and to abstain from other things in order to give one's whole heart to God in prayer. Okay, you want to give your whole heart. There's a character you want to see the purpose of your fasting time as I want to see God. All right. Another characteristic characteristic fasting means uh, putting God first, focusing all of one's attention on him alone. I cannot stress that enough when it comes to because people like to, you know, they want to start fasting. And then, you know, they they doing other things. They think, okay. It's my opportunity to go play baseball and all that. No, no, no. The purpose of it is to see God, to be in the presence of the living God. All right. Through fasting and prayer. A third characteristic, fasting is a time to foster a sensitive environment for the working of prayer. So fasting, you are now fostering a sensitive environment So now when you get into prayer time, you will be more effective in your prayer time because now you have fostered an environment through fasting. You have shut everything out. 
You have abstained from food. You have abstained. Uh, uh, what my wife and I, we have done for years of in the ministry. When we go on a fast, not only we fast from either from food or day or whatever, we even fast from TV, especially TV, all right, <laughs> movies and all that, because all those things can still be distractions from, from you being centered and focused on God. So we abstain from TVs and, you know, and sometimes when, the, you know, when, the, when the grandkids come over and they see the TV all covered up and everything, they know that Papa and Grandma is on a fast. And then that's when they say, well, can we come back next week? <laughs> when the fast is over, you know, so. So you, have to, you want to center and focus on God. The fourth characteristic is fasting is a form of intercession for others. Fasting is a form of intercession for others. You can, when you when you declare fast for yourself in prayer, you can intercede on someone else's behalf, intercede for their healing, intercede for their salvation, intercede for their deliverance. You can so you say, Lord, I declare a fast. All right. This is what uh, this is what believers ought to be doing. Whenever we are faced with any circumstance or situation or any crisis. That we as believers, we should declare a fast, a prayer and fasting time to hear from God, to seek God, to intercede on our nation or on our loved ones' behalf. Remember, fasting does not change God. It's not going to change God. Okay, how much fast will you do? 21, 30 days, 40? It doesn't change God. So who does fasting change? Fasting changes you. It makes you sensitive and draw closer to him. Yeah. It doesn't change God, but fasting changes me. It makes me become more aware of the presence of God and seeking God. All right? Now, there are some results of fasting. There are some results from fasting. Number one, the first result of fasting, hearing from God. You'll be able to hear that still small voice in your spirit. Fasting will, a result of fasting will help you to hear from God. You'll be able to hear God clearly, concisely. That still small voice, be able to hear from him. Fasting, that's a result of fasting. Another result of fasting is power from God. You'll be able to have power from God. All right, you'll be able to have that that um, that exousia power, that dunamis power, that you you can lay hands on somebody and believe for their healing, they'll get healed Amen. because of that fasting. That result from fasting, you you're more sensitive and move in the power and the things of God. Result of fasting, and a third result of fasting is a breakthrough in different areas that causes resistance to the gospel. A result of fasting, it brings breakthrough in difficult areas that cause, that cause resistance to the gospel. All right? There are, the enemy will bring resistance to the gospel. Bring resistance 
to church growth, bring resistance for individuals to stop living in sin. So when we pray and fast as a corporate body or an individual person, that will bring a breakthrough in difficult areas of resistance to the gospel. Resistance of the good news being ministered, being preached. How many of y'all know that the enemy will hinder us in trying to get the good news out? You know, trying to get people saved, delivered, and set free, and healed. So the enemy will bring resistance. So the results of prayer and fasting is a breakthrough in difficult areas of resistance. So we as a corporate body, as a corporate body here, we in our prayer and fasting time, it will bring breakthroughs in difficult areas of the gospel that's being the resistance of coming against the gospel and ministering to our community and ministering to our town. Hallelujah. And then we have right and wrong ways to fast. Right and wrong way to fast. A wrong way to fast is I want to fast to lose weight. No, that's a wrong way. That's not a healthy way to lose weight. All right? That's a wrong way. A right way to fast is I want to seek God. Yes. I want to seek God. I want to be in his presence. I want to hear him. How many of y'all know that we still, we still can hear from God? Believe it or not, we still can hear from God. God is still speaking. God is still speaking. He's speaking now. While we are here. And then if we have our spirits sensitive enough to the presence of God, we can hear God speaking to us. Yeah. God is speaking to you while you're sitting in that pew tonight. God is yeah. talking to you. Yeah. The spirit of the living God is talking to us. Amen. Yeah. So the right way to fast is I want to seek God. I want to hear from God. All right. Uh, the right way is being consecrated. And committed to God, fasting while having the right priorities, lifting people's burdens, having uh, the heart of a giver, showing love to others, and having a burden for souls. That's the right way to fast. Say it again. Being consecrated and committed to God, fasting while having the right priorities, such as lifting people's burdens, having the heart of, of a giver, showing love to others, and having a burden for souls is a right way to fast. And a wrong way to fast, fasting while uh, Fasting while treating others with injustice, quarreling, uh, striving, pursuing our own pleasure rather than God's will. That's the wrong way to fast. So in a, during a fast time, you should not be any you should not be in any strife or debate or quarreling with in, with the individuals. Okay. Um, you should not be seeking your own pleasures. And in fact, that is not a time to be seeking pleasures. That is a time to abstain 
from pleasure. The book of Daniel talk about the Daniel fast, that they abstain from pleasant bread. Mm-hmm. All right. So when the servants uh, of Nebuchadnezzar were compared to Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their countenance was fair and healthy, and they were keen in their thinking versus Nebuchadnezzar's uh, servants were eating from the king's table. All right? So fasting, that's not a time to be seeking pleasure. That should be a time to abstain from pleasure and to seek God. The outcome of a true fast, the outcome of a true fast, people are delivered and restored to God. People are delivered and restored to God. And the one who fasts will receive the blessings of God. As the book of Isaiah talks about, Isaiah 58, that our health will come back, will come speedily, and we will have the blessings of God. He will make our bones fat. That's the blessings of God. And the blessings of God, simply as I taught before, the blessings is not the house, the car, the paycheck, and all that. That's just the result of the blessing. Mm-hmm. The blessings of God is God himself. Mm-hmm. We have God himself. Have, you can have God to yourself. Mm-hmm. You can have him to yourself. You can experience him for yourself. And so prayer and fasting is one avenue that he has given to us that we can experience the presence of almighty God. All right. I think I'm, I'm not done. On, I thought I was going to be done on prayer, but I got one more teaching next week about the name of Jesus and uh, the prayer of faith. We have to learn how to pray the prayer of faith and understand the power of Jesus' name when it comes to prayer. Okay, are there any questions, comments, revelations? Hallelujah. And also, you know, before you do start a long, especially a long fast, if you have any medical issues, whatever, you need, you know, check with your doctor and uh, make sure that it's safe to do it. You know, if you have any, some people have medical issues that they're not able to do long periods of fast. But they may be, may be able to maybe fast one meal a day. That's praise God. You know, remember what the whole key of prayer is? What? It's to pray. <laughs> it's to do it. All right. As long as you long you making an attempt. All right. The, the intention of the heart is that's what God looks at. So you know, so if you have some medical issues where you can't do long periods of fast, time of fast, but if you can fast one meal a day. God see the intent of the heart. Yeah. All right. That you have set that one meal that you have abstained from to seek him and to seek his presence. All right. No questions. This is a good. Am I that excellent of a teacher? Wow. God bless you, brother. I appreciate it. Praise God. All right. Well. We'll be back next day. Sunday morning, regular service, uh, 10 o'clock. Sunday school, regular Sunday morning service. Uh, brand new series starting Sunday. 
the honor of God, learning about the honor of God. And then um, Saturday at noon, our 21-day fast will be ended. It's this Saturday at noon. Amen. All right. If there's no, you got something? No? Okay. We'll go to the Lord in prayer and it will be done. Father, we thank you. We praise you tonight. We thank you for your word, Lord. Your word is powerful. Your word is life-changing. Lord, we thank you for your grace and teaching us and helping us how to pray and fast and how to seek your face. Lord, I thank you for the people that are here tonight. These are your people. These are your covenant people. Continue to bless them, heal them, prosper and deliver them. Place a hunger, thirst of righteousness in their hearts, Lord. Because you said in your word, those who hunger, thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we want to be filled up overflowing your righteousness. Lord, we dispatch the ministry angels around all our vehicles as we return back home. No harm and danger will come to us on the highways and byways. We plead the blood of Jesus over us as we go forth praising your mighty name. We thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.